intro? Yeah, I can do the intro. All right. So I'm going to say I am not I am not sniffing the intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still uh, I'm still working on this beef and rice. Yeah, I've yeah. hammered four hot dogs. <laughs> honestly just impressive. Well, Got because, all on buns. Well, I was going to eat after recording when I thought we were going to hit it at seven sharp. But then when we moved to 730, I was like, ooh. That's so you had to slam time. those down. Oh, you had to slam those down quickly. That was Fucking, my go-to after-school meal senior year. Fucking D-rank mission. That is some child's play. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I instantly come home, three dogs in the microwave, then taquitos. You fucking kidding me? <laughs> Got the combo. Yeah. Anyway, now I'm fueled up. Yeah. Yo, we're up. ready. And this is episode 12, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 12 of Duh, the podcast. Uh, pretty much just winging it today. We'll go over some of the news since the last time we talked, as usual. Uh, might get into a little bit of the NFL draft. And then I think we're going to be brainstorming some segment topics uh, for future episodes. There will be an impromptu top ten mock draft. Oh, just getting started. Um, I saw a couple of news items that I have. Um, there might be others that you guys want to talk about, but I think the the biggest thing probably in the last two weeks was Jalen Hurts, five years, two hundred fifty five, one hundred seventy nine guaranteed. What do we what do we think? Well deserved, um, and I think it's fucking hilarious that Lamar <laughs> um, turned down essentially the same offer over right. a year ago, which would have easily set the market. Um, yes, at that point in time. But um, aside from that, I think it is just want to point out of the top six quarterbacks, five are African American. So I'd like to point out the obvious collusion and racism against Lamar Jackson. Um, I forget who it was that called that out on Twitter, but I couldn't agree more. I mean, this is just blatant racism at this point. It's kind of disgusting. It's foul. Um, yeah, as far as the Lamar, how this affects Lamar, I mean, it's a little bit annoying that Jalen Hurts signs this deal and then yeah, everyone on ESPN saying, oh, Maybe Lamar's the issue. Maybe it's not the Ravens. Like, it took all this after just, like, 15 months of bashing the Ravens for not giving Lamar what he rightfully deserves is kind of funny. Then everyone's just like, oh, guess it's, guess this is the reality. Guess other people are willi- other players are willing to sign non-fully guaranteed contracts. Yeah, and, like, it's just an unrealistic expectation. To, especially for a player that's played 24 out of the last 32 regular season games. You know, if it's like a defensive end or like a fucking linebacker, that's one thing. But when you're the quarterback and most of your game relies on the usage of your legs and being healthy, um, availability is the best ability. So Lamar expecting to get a fully guaranteed, or at this point expecting to get – 200 million guaranteed like if he gets more guaranteed dollars than hurts i think it's because somebody's desperate whether it's the ravens to keep him or someone like the colts that are just like dying for a franchise quarterback since andrew luck left because like i'm sorry right now today would anyone take lamar jackson going over jalen hurts going forward like i don't think so yeah probably not I mean, there's probably some people that would, but a majority I don't think would. But, yeah, I mean, I I heard that there was a contract from the Ravens on the table with 200 guaranteed. So he really has one of two options, and he can either stick to his guns and just not settle for anything less than, like, 250 fully guaranteed or, or – realize what's happening and sign the contract on the table. But I'm honestly just hoping for the first at this point. What I, don't I, I hope he just sees this. And he's like, yep, I'm good. I know where yeah. I stand. What I don't understand is like, if the Ravens see that contract and they have like 
like you said, 200 on the table right now, guaranteed. Like, how do you not pull that back? Or if he does decline it again, how do you not just throw your hands in the air and just be like, all right, dude, like, at this point, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, at, at some point, they're going to get tired of dealing with this, especially now with Hertz being signed and Burrow and Herbert potentially being signed before the, the end of this offseason as well. And, again, kind of like what I just said, like, what GM present day going forward for the next 10 years is taking Lamar over Herbert or Burrow? Not many, or not many that would keep their jobs. So um, I think he's in a really, really tough spot now. Like Orlovsky said the other day, dude, like if I'm him, I would just go straight to the Ravens and be like, just give me the literal exact same contract and call it a day. But I no, I don't think he's going to do that. He's kind of shown that it's his way or no way at this point. Well, Anyway, back to the actual Jalen Hurts contract. I do <laughs> agree that it is well-deserved. But the thing I'm most curious about is kind of just how it, it affects the market in general. I don't I don't want to say I'm surprised he took this much because he deserved it, but he's making, what, like over 50 annual value now, like more than anyone else, like it did reset the market, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. so I'm just – this kind of all goes back to the rule that we loosely made up on this podcast that, like, no quarterback should be making more than Patrick Mahomes, who's the best, just for fairness. So I'm curious to see if Burrow and Herbert take, like, 55-plus a year this off season if they both play well. Because if that's the case, I just feel like, again, it's the rest of – these teams just forfeiting to the Chiefs. Yeah, the the weird thing is I saw like a side by side of Jalen Hurts and like Daniel Jones like cap hit over the next five years. And Jalen Hurts was like a quarter of what Daniel Jones was, so I just don't even understand NFL contracts. Like I don't know how that's possible. And why yeah. more teams just don't do it. Like if it's just signing bonus and just give the signing bonus. Yeah, I feel like we've touched on it in a previous episode, but, like, it just seems the way of the world now is, like, if you're a – if you're deemed just a franchise quarterback, quote-unquote, like, just someone that, like, yeah, this is our quarterback for the time being, like, you just automatically get 30-plus million dollars a year. It's fucking crazy. I really think it's going to take, like, the Chiefs just easily – winning the Super Bowl again next year for it to stop because the cap is going up too. So realistically, maybe in like two to three years, 51 annually won't be terrible for Jalen Hurts, who again, I believe is a good quarterback and is more deserving than a lot of other people getting what they're getting. But yeah, we'll just see, like we'll just see because I am curious, even just with Burrow specifically, like, if he's going to take, like, 55 a year, like, if his agent can get that, which he probably could because Cincinnati was dead in the water beforehand, like, there's no way you can keep Higgins and Chase. So, like, how does that affect their – you know what I mean? So, I'm just curious to see where the market goes, period. I, yeah. I do just have a feeling, like, the, like you said, the cap just keeps going up. The cap just also doesn't feel real, like, I, when it comes to offenses. Like, I feel like they'll just sign – Joe Burrow do that massive contract and then it's like literally the next year they'll just sign Jamar Chase to a a massive contract and they'll just be like yeah the Bengals have the most cap space available like they'll just give it to him in like signing bonus or something yeah they constantly bring up how like the salary cap in the NFL is the hardest but they still are doing crazy shit all the time where it's like how are you paying all these people what you're saying but yeah. then again, they are billionaires, so they just know how to commit every possible financial crime. So yeah. if anybody had practice, weekend, yeah, yeah. Ch- chances are they use FlanaganLaw.net. Ooh, that would Shame. get them out of some trouble. Yeah, shameless plug. <laughs> Got R.I.P. tax season. Yeah, seriously, Marcus is not happy with the feds, <laughs> the federales. <laughs> The DEA, more specifically. <laughs> yeah. God. 
Shout out Marcus, who's currently in the Chihuahua Desert. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Mahomes, like I think right now, as it stands with the Hertz contract, is like the seventh highest paid quarterback in the league, which is just fucking absurd. And, and it's going to progressively go down. Yeah, exactly. And then once Burrow, Herbert, eventually yeah. Trevor Lawrence, like he'll be out of the top ten. Yeah, and that'll be, be crazy. Which you would think for the smart GMs out there, which I mean, I'm sure you know the at least the Bengals GM, he's kind of shown that he knows what the fuck he's doing recently. Like sign these guys early and just get it out of the way. Like, once you see what all you need to see, don't fucking push it off unless you're dealing with someone like Lamar who's just like, no, no, no. But, like, get it done early, and then it's over with. And two years down the road, that contract looks like a fucking steal, like the Chiefs did. Like, it's just fucking crazy. And the Chiefs did long-term. They did 10 years. It's like Jalen Hurts will be getting another, another deal bigger than this current one in five years. Yeah, you know, assuming, assuming he still plays well, but you know what I'm saying. Like five years, he'll he'll be young still. Yeah, I think the next longest that I can remember was I think Allen got six years, but yeah, ten was kind of unprecedented. Yeah. I feel like it was like a baseball contract. Yeah, it was like ten for five oh one or something. Which when you yeah. think of that, you're like holy shit. But then when you think about it, like with it most of it being signing bonus and the way it's kind of structured, it's like his cap hit I don't think ever goes over like forty five million dollars for the guy who's probably the best quarterback in the league. I don't think so, but you know, okay, at worst the second best, like it's as a steal. Well, speaking of the cap not being real, the Ravens signed Odell and they gave him <laughs> Odell came and was like I want 15 a year. And the Ravens looked at their wallet and they're like, yeah, we only got 18. When no other <laughs> team was going to give them like 10. So yeah, we, we just basically the, uh, bought Odell from the Jets. They went with the straight Patrick Starr negotiation style. And they were like, he was like, I'm going to take, I will take, I have to at least get 7 million. And they're like, all right, 15 deal. <laughs> <laughs> 15 fully guaranteed. Yeah, I don't want to hear another word about it. Non-negotiable. We have to guarantee it. Okay, fine. We'll also throw incentives so you can make $3 million more. We will pay you like a top 10 receiver in the NFL currently. To just look at us? <laughs> to rush yeah. the passer? <laughs> <laughs> just look at our organization and we'll give you money. I just want to say Lamar has no weapons, has never had any weapons. It has been always the lack of weapons that has held him back from winning 17 Super Bowls already. Um, So I don't think Odell makes much of a difference because they already have an all-pro at tight end. They already have a great offensive line. They already have one of the three best rushing attacks in the NFL. So, oh, and a first-round receiver, a second one. So. Well, we'll see about the rushing attack this year. I think with Dobbins fully healthy, the rushing attack. Well, it also depends on how much Lamar runs, if he's even willing to run. Like, for example, like if he signs that fucking franchise tag, which I doubt he does, but just hypothetically if he does, like, he could go full Kyler in that playoff game where he just refuses to fucking run. And we don't have Greg Roman. And you don't have Greg Roman, which means... That'll hurt the rushing numbers. Which means he won't be able to throw his signature seven-yard slant pattern across the middle. But I get to hear, you know, oh, my God, he's a pocket passer. It's fucking sickening. (laughs) Yeah, so any other thoughts about the Ravens getting Odell besides it not helping them? Um, Yeah, because um, it's the second-best receiver move that the AFC North has made. Pittsburgh Steelers getting fucking Allen Robinson for literally nothing, like a fucking pair of shoes. Like, literally $5 million is all they're going to have to pay him, and all they did was exchange seventh-round picks. Like, God forbid they draft 234th now. um, Absolute fleece job, perfect fit with Deontay and boy George Pickens. So I have a question for you. Do you do you expect big things, or are you saying it's a good deal because there's really no floor but a high ceiling? Um, I 
it's because I don't know what to. Because I'm just asking. I don't know what to expect from him. I, I thought he was going to be good last year, and he was kind of irrelevant. So I don't know what moving forward to expect. Yeah, I think last year was kind of an anomaly. I mean, sometimes players just don't fit in certain systems. You know, good example like Namdi Asimov as a press man corner, and then he signed with the the Eagles, who were you know a fucking zone defense, and they looked like the worst contract in sports at that time. So like. I take it with a grain of salt. I don't want to, you know, put too much emphasis on one season, especially when uh, Stafford got hurt. Um, and he was also hurt as well. He only played 10 games, I believe. So uh, at just 29 years old, and he's not expected, to, you know, he's not even expected to be the number two. You know what I mean? Like he's going to come in and be the third receiving option. And that might even be fourth behind Fryerman. So um, I think when you take that into consideration, um, I think it's amazing for just five million bucks, and also just kind of eliminates a uh, position of need in the upcoming draft. So I, I think it's an absolute home run of a move. Um, but I am excited to see how Matt Canada manages to fuck it up. Yeah, if you if you guys had a quarterback, this would be scary. No, if we had an offensive coordinator with a brain, it would be Kenny Pickett would win MVP for the next seven seasons. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I, too. I think, I mean, I don't think it's a bad signing, but I also think they are, like, they were set at receiver already. Like, they have three solid receiving options. Again, most no- notably, George Michael Pickens. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw a stat on him that he ran the most go-routes with the most efficiency, but the least amount of targets. So good. Yeah. I mean, Matthew, Kenny. the man from Toronto, Canada. Sending him on go routes. Yeah, true. Fair. I he does have to get it there. His hands are too big. I mean, he he showed that. Uh, there was a stat. I saw Warren Sharp put it out there. It was as far as, like, deep accuracy. He was, like, top five in the NFL. It's not a matter of Pickett not throwing the ball. It's a matter of the play design. You know, and, and how much of that is, like, he's running a go-route just to, to be a decoy kind of thing. So, um, I mean, we saw the same thing with – My last, specialty. We saw the same thing with the last two seasons of Ben, where it was like they don't push the ball down the field. And nepotism is what got fucking Canada the job in the first place. So, we'll see. But um, as excited as I am, I, I do – take it all with a grain of salt because Matt Canada is still the one calling the shots whereas at least Ben would call his own plays at some points dude Ben is hilarious well, yeah which speaking of Ben <laughs> was spot fucking on with Lamar Jackson and everyone was just like oh, let's look at his fucking stats from the pocket as if Ben Roethlisberger didn't spend 10 years in the league where you could literally knock a fucking receiver's head off <laughs> It's just, yeah. and, dude, and, and the level of difficulty of the throws, that's what no one ever fucking talks about. It's like Lamar Jackson is throwing these little flutter balls in the middle of the field with Andrews, who looks like he has a restraining order on the entire defense. And it's just like, oh, my God, who else makes that fucking throw? And it's just like, I don't know, a fucking kid with Down syndrome throwing with the opposite hand? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, dude, it's infuriating, the fucking level of fucking... I didn't know the the oral sex that Lamar Jackson receives on some of these big sports media outlets is just fucking embarrassing. Like these are grown men, and it's just like, dude, get a fucking grip. We get it. You guys were wrong in 2018 when he got drafted, but you don't need to go this over the top to come back and be like, okay, he's the fucking greatest football player of all time. But you know, yes, to be seen. Dude, I, you love talking about Lamar. Like, if I didn't know any better, I would borderline say he's closet your favorite player. To be it's honest, all you talk about. It's literally <laughs> all you talk about. <laughs> if he played for any other team, I'd probably love him. Without a doubt. I would hate him. Not, you can't get him out of your mouth. Speaking of oral sex, every other word is Lamar. Speaking of oral sex, I was DMing Keisha Gray on OnlyFans today. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that's out there now. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, congratulations. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll give you an update if anything comes of that. Yeah. Stay tuned. <clears throat> I don't even know if there's anything else that happened besides me and Tua uh, <laughs> uh, hinted at retiring. Boo fucking who. Like, I saw that today, too, and I was like, okay. Like, yeah, does it matter? That was a total waste of me looking at my phone. <laughs> the biggest signing we haven't talked about, Chief signed cheer boy Dick James from New York. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I did see they were uh, working out Zay Flowers today. Oh, yeah, the uh, Boston College receiver. Yeah, I think that would be a good fit for him. That would be porn at thirty-one as well, but I guess well. I'll yeah, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot higher for him. Wouldn't be yeah. surprised if the Ravens take him though, since you know they've never gotten Lamar any weapons ever. So he would just suck if he went to the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, probably because he has a terrible quarterback. Who's <laughs> Tyler Huntley? He's the best on the on the fucking team. Pro Bowl quarterback He's Tyler Huntley. He is a Pro Bowler. You cannot take that away from him. He's clearly, I mean, just watch the fucking tape, a top three quarterback in the AFC last year. Yeah, we had two Pro Bowl quarterbacks on our team last year. Talk about history. I'm the depth. Talk, talk about the record books. I'm about to fucking throw up my food. Who says the Ravens are injured two Pro Bowl quarterbacks in one season? <laughs> How is that even possible? <laughs> Christ almighty. Uh, do we want to go through Jay's mock draft? Yeah, so give me really. some, like, draft music in the background. <laughs> sure, I'm getting on it. Can't. Dude. Are you just doing the top ten? Just the top ten. Just the top ten. Including trades? Yes. I'm doing the top ten. Including trades that already happened, or are you including your own potential trades? Mock trades, because there's going to be a bunch, I think, in the first round. And I also will be jumping. Uh, That's just a tease. Yeah, I will be mocking the Steelers draft as well. I was going to say, after you do the top ten, should we all at least kind of talk about what our team or who we want our team to respectively draft, since none of them are in the top ten, I don't think. Um, yeah, sure, if you want to talk about... I don't know if you wanted to do that closer to the actual draft, however. Yeah, we um, may have to do that closer because I have done zero draft research. So I wouldn't know. All right, sounds good. Jay, do it. Sure, need the music. I don't have me phone. God, I fucking hate you. Um, all right, whatever. Number one, Bryce Young. It's kind of the writing's on the wall at this point. He canceled the rest of his top ten visits. Um, Tepper wants him, which means they're probably going to get him. Typically, if the owner wants a player, that's who you're fucking getting. Typically, Um, if a guy has $20 billion and wants something, he can usually get it. Yeah. Um, So I won't spend too much time on that. But first trade of the day, I have the Colts. God damn it, thank you. (laughs) That was not bad. I have the Colts moving up to. inbound. I have the Colts moving up to two to take C.J. Stroud. Um, the Colts? Yes. Um, I don't think they're in getting Lamar. I don't think the Ravens at this point. They have too much skin in the game with the Odell signing. Um, so I don't think he's going anywhere. And I think the Colts at that point are just going to be desperate, and they are moving up to two to make sure they get their guy. And the Texans have already talked about moving back and not taking a quarterback this year. Um, and then number three, I have another trade. Wow. I, I have Vegas jumping up, and I have Vegas taking Anthony Richardson. Wow, at three. 
At and three, three straight quarterbacks, dang. Three straight quarterbacks, much like a couple of years ago, um, and honestly kind of similar to Trey Lance at three, Richardson at three, very raw, going to an offensive guy like Josh McDaniels, where he doesn't have to start. Actually, it really is like Trey Lance because he'd be coming in and learning under Jimmy G uh, for at least a year. Um, again, I think with them getting rid of Derek Carr, the writing is on the wall that, like, Jimmy is not going to be the long-term guy, probably, just given his brittle nature and the fact that he might just not leave a Vegas strip club at some point. So <laughs> I think it's a very, very good fit for Anthony Richardson. And if he that kind of like we were talking about pre-recording, um, him going to the right situation and learning and, you know, everything you hear about his work ethic, uh, if he puts it all together – you know, in terms of how he sees the field, no one can deny the physical tools. I mean, he could easily be the best quarterback in the league at some point because no one can do what he can do. He could so, just because it's the Raiders also be the next Jamarcus Russell. That's that's very that's very good possibility. I mean, he is by far the biggest boom or bust prospect. Um, him and Levis, but he has a little bit more upside than Levis just because I mean he runs a fucking four four for Christ's sake. Um, so. Um, I got Richardson at three. So who three. who who currently has a three pick? Is that the Cardinals? Yeah, Arizona, and they've been actively trying to trade back. Um, yeah, there I saw was, that. There was talk of Tennessee jumping up to three, um, and you know Jeffrey Simmons being part of that deal, but obviously they ended up signing Jeffrey Simmons to that insane contract, well deserved. Um, all right, so number four, the Texans have moved back. They have their pick of edge rushers. Um, I think they're going to go with Tyree Wilson, though, over Will Anderson. Um, there's They're coming up with a lot of question marks now with Will Anderson as far as um, if he's going to be able to overpower <clears throat> NFL tackles. And also just the kind of similar to what they say with Anthony Richardson, like the physical tools of Tyree Wilson, like the guy's a fucking animal, an absolute animal uh, in terms of physical traits. So I think D'Amico Ryan sees that, and he's like, all right, I can turn this guy into my comp would be Alden Smith, um, preferably without the arrests, but, you know, (laughs) we'll see. I mean, if you can't have one without the other, we take them both. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which brings me to five, Seattle. Um, They're probably pretty upset that Richardson wasn't available, but they also kind of did it to themselves. So I think they hang tight. They stick with Geno for a year. They have multiple picks, so um, who who knows what they end up doing next year um, in the Drake May, Caleb Williams sweepstakes. But um, at five, I had the Seahawks taking Will Anderson over Jalen Carter. Yes, Jalen Carter does not even crack my top five. <clears throat> um, Seattle desperately needs a pass rush. Um, if Geno can be, you know, three quarters of the player he was last year, they can easily be a playoff team again. Um, but they, they need a pass rush since they're, as it stands right now, their best pass rusher is probably fucking Jamal Adams, which is typically not a good thing. Um, at six, Detroit Lions, Dan Tarot, Dirty Dan Campbell's Soup. Um, What's he doing? They're taking my favorite player in the draft. They're taking Devin Witherspoon in the corner out of Illinois. Um, he's got an insane frame. He's like 6'2", 210 pounds, very similar to like Akeem Tlaib is kind of who I see. Like He is a fucking ferocious tackler, loves to lay the wood, um, good ball skills. I mean, guy's an animal, and he ran a four four six, I believe, at the pro day, which obviously is plenty fast enough. So... And they just got rid of Jeff Fakuda. Yeah, I think the writing is on the wall with that. I feel like it's my fucking seventh time using that phrase today. Um, that they're going to take Witherspoon or Gonzalez from Oregon. I just think uh, Witherspoon, uh, they've been talked about too much uh, linking those two together, and I just think he's the better player. Although Gonzalez did have a freakish combine. All right. So at seven is now Arizona. And this is where it gets a little tricky. I think with Kyler coming off of an injury, 
I think this is going to be the first tackle taken, and I think it's going to be Paris Johnson, not Peter Skaronsky. Um Most people have him as the best tackle, in the pure tackle in the draft. There's questions about Skaronsky because he has short arms. So will he be a guard? Will he be a tackle? Who knows? Um, but I think Paris Johnson is a – I don't think he's quite a blue-chip guy. Like, I don't think he's a plug-and-play and you're just expecting to be an all-pro, like someone like – uh, just to throw a name out there, like Ronnie Stanley was. Like, I, I just don't really expect that level of play, but to be like a top 12-ish tackle, like Laramie Tunsil-esque, I think that that's a, a fair um, ceiling for him. Which brings us to eight with Hotlanta. Um, really have no idea what the Falcons are going to do, to be honest. Um They've made some, in my opinion, very questionable moves. Um, I, I like mean, the moves they've made. <laughs> really? I, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I, just, Yeah. I think with them, it's – I just don't – I don't know. Like I guess I don't think it really makes a ton of sense. Like, they spent all that money on a fucking safety. It's like safety is kind of the last thing you should probably be worrying about right now. But, you know, what do I know? Um, so with them – I'm going to go out of a limb. I'm going to say this is where Jalen Carter goes. They miss out on the two top edge rushers, and I don't think they're going to go after Levis. I think they're kind of playing it coy right now, but I think they're going to be one of those teams that is kind of low-key tanking for May or Williams next year because there's no way you can, after what we saw last year, you can be that fucking confident in Desmond Ritter. There's just simply no fucking way. All right, which now brings me to Chicago. Um, I think they're probably beyond pissed off that Paris Johnson's gone. And I think what they really need at that point is going to be help on defense. Um, Their defense was fucking disgusting last year, and this is where I think Christian Gonzalez from Oregon goes. Um, Crazy combine. He's another corner? Yeah, he's a corner. Um he had a great combine and might be the best pure cover guy in the draft. Um, I mean, he was completely dominant in the Pac-12. Uh, as someone that is a Pac-12 aficionado, really enjoyed watching him play, even though they gave up a billion fucking points to Oregon State in a game that I lost a couple hundred dollars on. But obviously, with that. Um, and then rounding out the top ten, I think this is probably the worst kept secret in the league. If he's there, this is just an instant Howie Roseman is fucking instantly running to the fucking podium. Um, Philly taking Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern, uh, kind of a swing player, like I said before, tackle, guard, put him either or. Their offensive line is their bread and butter, but it is aging. Uh, Brandon Brooks um, is not getting any younger. Fucking, uh, actually, I think he retired. Um but Lane Johnson, another one, not getting any younger. They just lost Isaac Suomalo to the Steelers in free agency. Jason Kelsey, um, this is probably his last season coming up. So um, as a team that loves to build through the trenches, um, I think they would take Jalen Carter if he falls to 10. But I also think if Jalen Carter falls past eight, uh, the Steelers and Bears will swap picks. Um to get to nine, the Steelers to take Carter. At least that's what Peter King reported the other day, which would, my God, if the Steelers were able to swing that. I was going to say, that's really what this is about, is you <laughs> want the Steelers to get Jalen Carter. So you're like, I don't know. He may slide down there. No, he's definitely I, – I don't I don't think he's going to get past eight. Um, I think if there's any player that has the potential to slide, on, that's like was you know kind of a no-brainer earlier in the process – I'd say it is uh, Will Anderson. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, but I've also seen some mock drafts that have Witherspoon come into like 15, and same with Gonzalez. But I just think at a position of need, and you saw what you know Derek Stingley did with the Texans last year, and obviously what Sauce did with the Jets. Like, you get a shutdown corner, your defense is instantly, infinitely better. So, um, yeah, that's my top ten. Um, I guess we can we can type it out or recap it on the Twitter page, but um, yeah, yeah we can 
we can grade how accurate you are. Well, when is the draft? Uh, I think is it next week? I think it's one week. I feel like it's late I, April. Yeah, so I think it is. We're running out of time. I think it is next Thursday. <laughs> wow, snuck up. Uh, let me see when the official is. Also, uh, quick. Yeah, next Thursday, first round. Oh wow. Where do you think Bijan's going to go, Jay? Um, I think this is going to be such a you know lame answer, but um, I think it really depends on a couple things. Um, based on what's been reported recently, the Bengals are going to cut Mixon if he doesn't take a pay cut. The Vikings are going to cut Dalvin Cook if they can't trade him. And the Titans have at least been taking calls on Derrick Henry. So I don't know if Buffalo goes after any of them. I know Dalvin Cook said he didn't didn't even want to play with his brother because he didn't want to, like, step on his brother's shoes, which, you know, I admire. But you would want to probably win a Super Bowl with your brother. That probably sounds pretty cool. Um, well, that's not happening in Buffalo. Yeah. Well, it, it, it was smart to stay away from, this, <laughs> yeah. from that it, dumpster fire. It would be his best chance, though, objectively, out of any of the teams that would probably sign him. I think, unless maybe, maybe if Philly finds the money somewhere, but I, I don't know. I know Hertz's contract doesn't really affect their cap number too much for a couple of years. Yeah, but, um, I I can't really see any other contenders going in on someone like that. So I think the Vikings. Depends. He he should just resign <laughs> with the Vikings. Yeah, it would be hilarious if they just the Vikings just bring Nixon. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I it's kind of a shitty answer, but I think that's kind of what it, it really depends on what happens with those guys because all of those moves are expected to be done pre-draft. Well, let um, me ask it. Let me ask it another way, just number wise. Like, what pick number wise do you see him going? Ergo, do you see him falling to thirty-one? realistically not 31 because i think again depending on what happens i think the bills would take him at 27 all just if the bills if he falls to the bills at 27 that close to the chiefs granted i know the chiefs may or may not resign mckinnon and are super excited about pacheco but good like i would just be mad if he fell that far and then was just taking like two picks in front of them yeah, and I, I do think he's trying to get all the first round court running backs. Oh yeah, yeah, and I think if um, even before that, the pick before them, I think Dallas could take him too. Um, I think True, that Jones, would that would honestly, I could definitely see them doing that. I mean, he's for, he went to UT Austin. Um, Jerry loves him. We know Jerry loves having flashy elite running backs. Um, they obviously cut Zeke, and based on what they did with Zeke, I'm not sure if he's rushing to give Pollard a big money contract. So um, I think 26 or 27, I think, make the most sense. <clears throat> you can God, never rule out the birds from picking a running back for no reason either. Yeah, and also if the Vikings end up cutting Cook, they're, they're in the, the lower 20s. They could take him. So, it, like I said, it all comes down to what ends up happening with those guys. If he goes below 25 and the Chiefs don't get him, I would be devastated. Like, uh, if he falls to beyond 25 and literally goes in, like, the 25 to 28 range, that would be heartbreaking. Another team that could be in on him um, that I didn't mention yet, the Chargers with uh, the Eckler situation. Oh, dear God. I would <laughs> turn the draft off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so devastated that you just said that out loud. Where did when do they pick? Uh, 21. Ooh. Oh, that could happen. And also, um, let's just point out that you were quote unquote devastated by the Patrick Mahomes. Pick, so first yeah. time our first time our listeners are hearing that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In case our listeners. <laughs> We're Didn't curious. listen to every other episode. If if you just tuned in, the key points are that the level of difficulty of the throws that Lamar makes is just toddler <laughs> level. And I also was not crazy about the Patrick Williams pick at the time. <laughs> Consistency. 
let's just clear that up because there were kind of some questions. <laughs> I mean, I'm just as guilty of it. I fucking hated the TJ Watt pick at first, and I hated fucking uh, the picket pick. So, I mean, I I wanted the Steelers to take Reuben Foster over TJ Watt, which I still kind of wish they did. <laughs> I fucking loved Ruben Foster. Dude. That's that a guy, fair point. He was a walking concussion. He's a fucking <laughs> psychopath, dude. Like, fucking middle linebacker that runs a 4-4. Four, four. Like, imagine Pac- Patrick Willis, but trying to purposely kill people on the football field. And, I mean, talk about a perfect player. But, unfortunately. What could have been? Spoiler alert. He could not not be injured. Also, <laughs> He played in a neck brace, too, correct? The neck pad? He had the neck pad, and he also Ooh. had the fucking, like, the board thing. <laughs> he meant business? Yeah. Um. All right, so I'll just jump to the Steelers picks. If you guys want, I can go with the, the Chiefs and Ravens pick as well. Um, yeah, let, let me know who to look, who to look forward to. <clears throat> At 17, um, I think if, if Carter and Paris Johnson um, are taken, I think, uh, or if they don't trade up for either of them, I think the Steelers either stay put or even potentially trade back. But, you know, I think they'll stay put. That's kind of what they've shown to do, with the exception of uh, Devin Bush, because um, that worked out so well, which makes me, you know, kind of think they're hesitant to move up. But, um Based on kind of what they did last year with Pickett, just sitting tight, I think at 17 they take Darnell right. At least this is also kind of what I'm hoping for, the tackle out of Tennessee. If they don't get Paris – I would take him over Paris Johnson. Um, I know Lewis Riddick fucking loves this guy, um, which kind of confirms to me that he's going to be a good player because I do respect Lewis Riddick's opinion when it comes to scouting players. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I would take him over uh, Johnson. But I also think in this spot, the Steelers themselves would take him over someone like Broderick Jones, who would potentially also be there to tackle out of Georgia. Um, I mean, clearly the Steelers' tackles are not it right now. Uh, Chuck Sikorafor and Dan Moore Jr. are fucking terrible. Um, They've completely revamped the O-line. Andy Weidel and fucking Omar Khan coming from Philly, uh, much like Howie Roseman's philosophy of want to build through the trenches. That's why they're really investing heavy in the O-line, and they're looking, if they do trade up, to get uh, Jalen Carter. So, the Steelers take Darnell Wright. The Ratbirds at 22. I think this is where they just really go all in on Lamar. I think they take one of the receivers best available. I don't think Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be there. Um, it'll probably be someone like Zay Flowers. Um, it would be fucking hilarious if they took, um, someone like Quentin Johnston out of TCU. Like, Dude, I've seen, I've heard in mocks, he, people think he's the best receiver coming out. Yeah, some people do. And I think it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I think Smith, Jackson Smith and Jigba, in my opinion, is the only first round caliber, uh, receiver. I think Zay Flowers and Addison, I think those are, like, for sure uh, second-round guys, like high second-round picks, kind of like how T. Higgins was. But I I just – I don't know. Unless you're a team like the Chiefs at 31 where, like, you really are plugging few holes, like, then you'd probably take one of those guys in the first round. But, you know, again, the Ravens reek of desperation at this point. So I I got to take one of the – one of the receivers, and I'm going to the most one of the most consistent franchises for the past. Two I was going to say a team, a team that made the playoff. They made the playoffs this past season without Lamar, and the Steelers didn't. But yet the Ravens are just a dumpster fire. The Steelers finished the season seven and two, and they would have had a better record if Kenny Pickett didn't get multiple concussions, i.e. Tua. So. And also, if they fucking would have started him sooner over fucking Bitchell. <laughs> Chill. 
Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Love and me some Dixie. I mean, you, you can't deny that they're desperate. I mean, they just fucking threw twenty million or eighteen million <laughs> at fucking Odell. Like, that's they, just smart investing. <laughs> no, let's fucking let's wind <laughs> let's wind the clocks back like a half an hour. It's fucking desperate. Um, and the Queefs, um. <laughs> I honestly don't even know what the Chiefs do. I think if Zay Flowers is there, I think Andy Reid's fat ass sprints to the podium. Um, but I wouldn't. I could see them taking a tackle too, since they lost uh, Brown. So yeah, isn't there a one who may be there? I I can't say there, for sure. There's a couple. From, isn't there one from USC? No, uh, yeah. there's one from. Uh, Oklahoma, Anton Harrison, he would be Oh, there. that's what it is. I was going to say, I know his name's Anton here. Yeah, yeah, that's him, the Oklahoma um, the other, I wouldn't hate that pick. The other Ohio State kid, uh, Dewan Jones, at like 6'8", 400 pounds, he would be there. Um, there's, a, there's a guy out of Syracuse that a lot of people like. Um, I also could see them taking a guy like Darnell Washington, the fucking tight end from Georgia. Ooh. Uh, because... One, Travis Kelsey, I mean, let's be honest, he's on the back nine of his career, uh, despite his production, obviously. But, you know, he is, I think, 30 or 31 now, or maybe yeah, even older. no one's disputing that. Um, and on top of that, I mean, Darnell Washington's a fucking athletic freak. He's 6'7", 270, but, you know, you see him fucking hurdle guys in college. Like, he's a fucking animal, and he's a great run blocker. So you can really get creative with him, especially – He's not going to be expected to come in and be the next fucking Tony Gonzalez, like when you got Travis Kelsey there. So you put him as like a sixth offensive lineman, and then you got Kelsey lined up out wide, being a, a matchup nightmare. I mean, that would yeah, be, be I would dangerous. Be, I would be truly terrified if the Chiefs were to do something like that. And it is, I mean, Brett Veach is a fucking great GM, so I could definitely see him doing that. Or they just wait to get Sherboy from Georgia next year when Kelsey really takes a step back. That would be horrifying, too. Um, there's a 0% chance Brock Bowers gets outside of the top 10. True. I mean, they're picking 31st again next year. I didn't think about that. You're right. They will probably get to the Super Bowl and lose next year. <laughs> God damn it. Or, no, actually, I have faith that another team will somehow have to forfeit their pick for some <laughs> bullshit, for some illegal shit. I have faith in the corruption <laughs> that there will only be 31 picks again next year. <laughs> I mean, the Steelers have a 32nd pick, so just in my mind, they won the Super Bowl. Smart. You basically have two first-round picks. Yeah, thanks to fucking Chase Claypool. Like, that's another thing, too, about the, the Allen Robinson trade. Like, we got – we traded, essentially, Chase Claypool for the first pick of the second round in Allen Robinson. Like, the salaries are first, basically the same, and I don't even give a fuck about, God forbid, we drop back 15 spots in the seventh round. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Like, I, I just think that is – one of the it's probably the best move Omar Khan has made so far since takeover for Kevin Colbert this year. That or the Suamalo signing because that's huge. Yeah, so basically the Steelers are the most talented roster in the NFL coming off a Super Bowl win. So I, I feel good as a Steelers fan. Dude, I legitimately could not be more confident going into this season. Like every move they've made is like perfect for what they need. Um, really curious to see how the draft ends up shaking out. I mean, they got three top 50 picks, so you, you got to hit on at least two of them, if not all three. Um, you know, if 49 ends up being a whiff, I can deal with that. But the first round and the second round pick um, are essentially two firsts, if you really think about it. Um, they, they have to hit on those. So I'm really curious to see what they end up doing because, for me, it's been – I would give it at least a B-plus to an A – um, off season so far. Yeah, they're definitely having a good off season. But again, a lot of, it all comes down to uh, Kenny's um, oh Christ, what's the word? Progression, I guess. Uh, growth. So we'll we'll see. But that is my mock draft. Hit the music. <laughs> 
I put the music away. Damn it. Uh, so now you want to talk through some segment ideas? Um, <laughs> Does anybody have any? Josh, fuck, Mary kill. Craig <laughs> Roman, James Prochet, and Alex Smith. <laughs> Christ almighty. I'd marry Alex Smith. Uh, I would kill James Prochet. Oh, I would fuck Greg Roman. Yeah, you would. <laughs> he so, deserves it. <laughs> he does. I mean, there's no greater gift in the world than you having sex with them. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> oh my God, Jay. Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, Cliff Kingsbury. My God. <laughs> I'll just throw Baker in there, too. Can I? Well, no. Can I yeah. just have those three run a train and then I kill myself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, not, there's nowhere to go from there. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't get better than that. So I would just rather let them all hit and then I'm like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how great of a segment that would be, but I have zero ideas, so I'm just going to get that out there now. I have zero segment <laughs> ideas. Um, yeah, I mean, we could do, like, we can get back to the draft thing, and we can do some gets creative with it, you know, like quarterbacks of the 2000s or running backs, you know what I mean, shit like that. Oh, dive um, into yeah. history, I wouldn't hate that. Or, or just do all-time shit, you know, because uh, I know – uh, with, yeah. you know, like receivers and quarterbacks all time, it's kind of a hot topic right now. So, um, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I guess my I dad's watching that. the Lakers game. He's screaming. Yeah, I was going to say, couldn't we may have to throw in some NBA playoffs when it gets down to the wire? Yeah, I was thinking some, some things that aren't fo- uh, football too. Like, just like, you know, majors in golf, uh, yeah, the best, the NBA playoffs, um, or even just like if we each bring a headline or something that caught our eye from the week, we just talk about that. Like, no, that's yeah. be spoilers. Like, just whatever you see in the news in general. Oh, okay. <laughs> that could be I, a disaster. I, I got that right fucking now. That yeah, I mean, it's definitely a segment that can go off the rails or, or be relatively interesting. Both are possible. Well, this couldn't be more interesting. Um, Eric Adams, the fucking mayor of New York City, is the biggest buffoon of all the buffoons that are in fucking power right now. Which What's is, he doing? Which is borderline impossible. Um, he is working on getting rid of meat and dairy uh, in New York City. And he wants to replace everything, you know, whether he, it's schools or hospitals, with all plant-based meals. He's it claiming is, it is a health hazard? Not only a health hazard, but the primary thing is the fucking environment, which is total fucking bullshit. If you look at the overall carbon footprint of what actually comes from uh, dairy farms and uh, we'll just, yeah, dairy farms, whatever you want to call it, like there's it's minuscule. And on top of that, no one wants to fucking talk about this, but how much water it fucking takes to make shit like almond milk. Which is terrible for you. Almond milk. Almond milk has been a hot topic lately on Twitter. It is. It is so not good for you. It's not even fucking funny. One, it's either a loaded with sugar. Two, it probably has seed oils in it. And three, almonds in general aren't that great for you. So, like, people are just so fucking dumb that they will believe anything. These stupid fucks that are just filled with greed. Their pockets lie. I mean. 90% 90% of the studies out there that are, you know, say, like, meat is bad or, you know, whatever the new thing is, like, fat is bad or no sugar that's bad or, you know, what carbs are bad, whatever it ends up being, almost all of those are funded by companies like Kellogg or, you know, whoever the big sugar companies are or, you know, candy, whatever. It's like, it's fucking, it's right there in front of people's faces, but they don't want to fucking believe it. They'd rather look at... Bill Gates, who plays soccer with his tits every morning. Like, oh, he knows what he's fucking talking about. It's all these plants. Like, it's fucking embarrassing, dude. And, and 
it's fucking sickening, and they're trying to just fatten us up, dumb us up, and take us to the slaughterhouse. And I'm not having it. I mean, the people come here for the facts, and, I mean, you heard it, so. 90% of studies. <laughs> 90, at least 90% of every study ever created. <laughs> Harvard, Ivy League, government, I mean, just 90% of everything. Honestly, that might just be accurate. Speaking of Ivy League, this isn't an Ivy League school, but it's a well-respected institution, or at least I thought it was. Fucking Tufts come out with that food pyramid. They're like, yeah, dude, uh, fucking, um, God, which cereal was it they said was Lucky Charms. They said Lucky Charms are healthier for you than fucking like, cage-free, free-range eggs. I was like, how do people even look at this and don't immediately call bullshit? Like, we're talking about Tufts. Like, oh, my God, dude. It's Was this it, the food pyramid that had antidepressants as the top? <laughs> no, that was a weird. <laughs> but it's honestly not far off at this point. I thought you were referencing the meme, and you thought it was a real food pyramid. <laughs> no, dude, look it up, dude. Tufts, it's it's fucking embarrassing, and you know we are the dumbest, fattest country in the fucking world. I mean, I'll drink to that. Ninety percent of studies. I mean, <laughs> that's a, just ninety percent. If you guys have taken anything out of this podcast for the millions listening right now. Take your head out of the sand, eat some fucking meat, eat some fruit, eat some raw honey, and go the fuck outside. Thanks Preach. for coming to my TED. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. That felt good. I'm not gonna <laughs> I did have a couple other ideas too. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Uh, uh Q and A. Uh, we could. Draft up beforehand. Uh, or somebody brings like a fact. Fact of the day. Fact of the week. And that would just be something one person could bring each week. Maybe to end the podcast or something. That would have a good like closing segment. Dare I say we have a guest on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I guess. need to pick my dad. We Do we do a live show with the draft? My dad. Well, we could. He he won't even make it to the tenth pick. He'd be asleep. And then we'll just the camera will just be on him sleeping the whole time, and you'll just hear us talking in the background. Just and then and then just wake him up for the pick after the Steelers just to get his reaction, or just wake him up for the Steelers pick just so he can get furious and then fall back to sleep. On the television, <laughs> man. Just literally Belichick's dog at the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> did I ever tell you guys what he did after the Steelers beat the Ravens uh, two years ago? No. Oh. <laughs> I forget which game it was, but it was a fuck. Oh, it was the game Lamar threw like three picks or whatever, and fucking he let Robert Spillane take a fucking pick six. Who <laughs> uh, might oh, literally not even. You might not even play in the NFL ever again. Anyway, <laughs> the camera <laughs> goes to Lamar Jackson. My dad gets point blank range from the TV and just goes, fuck you. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. I just remembered that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it doesn't get better than that. Mm. Yeah, may need to get Jordan Davis on, too. Jordan I, Davis would be great. I tried to get him on to talk Eagles pre-Super Bowl, but he was busy. But I'm sure he'd love to to come on. He had too many other media appearances. <laughs> yeah. As it sure, goes. Your, uh, your brother wanted to jump in on this too, Charm. Yeah. So we can just videotape him blowing my brable. If we want to deal with that as well. <laughs> Which, honestly, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. There's worse things in the world. I would watch Mike Rabel get a blowjob. <laughs> I would not. I mean, it would. <laughs> the person doing it, I would not pick my brother as option number one. 
I can think of at least you know, th- three other people I would pick before him. <clears throat> I would love to hear those three. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a round number. I can't <laughs> give them off the top of my head. Yeah, you're right. Three is in the theory. There's so number. <laughs> yeah, there may he may yeah there may not even be that many. <laughs> I just can't get over how round of a number three. Yeah, is. everyone knows. Fuck, fucking idiot. Classic three. Um. Got yeah, me. that's that's all I had. <laughs> that's this the great episode. <laughs> yeah, this one's going down in the history books for sure. God, wait, wait.